Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to Phone Emission Focus. Terry, <laughs> you're sitting across there. I don't know why I'm giggling. She doesn't know why she's giggling. Probably, probably too much sugar. <laughs> Way too much sugar. Too much sugar. <laughs> Might be crashing soon. Sorry, people. There could be some gibberish in the next one. There could be some gibberish, but we'll, we'll try and keep it on the, we'll try and keep Terry on the straight and narrow here. <laughs> so Terry, what are we talking about? So today we're going to have a chat about why there has never been a better time to be a creative. Absolutely. I mean, this this is exciting times we live in as far as technology. Yeah. The fact now that you can create something and share it so easily around the world, and, mm. and I'll, I'll, I'll use this podcast as an example <laughs> of what I'm talking about because basically, you know, we create this podcast in Brisbane mm. with some pretty basic equipment like a recorder and some microphones and some, you know, sound there's a box with some twirly knob yeah, bits on it that look that, like something from a, an oven. <laughs> that's a technical term for that stuff. That, that's for the that's for the headphone amplifier. So basically, <laughs> out, of the, out of the recorder, we got we can have four sets of headphones. So we can have four guests in. This is what Terry's referring to <laughs> the technical thing. Headphone amplifier. It's an exciting time that technology is available where we can we can basically take our voices, we can record them to a digital file, mm. we can edit that file. We can upload it to a, a platform where basically people can go along to that platform at any time, day or night, and they can just listen. Mm. Exactly the same thing happens with, with photography and video, mm. that people can create something and you can put it on a Instagram account, mm-hmm. Facebook, your web page or one of the zillion other social media type platforms and basically people... On the other side of the world, can see it pretty much the instant you put it up. And it's funny because sometimes I don't know if you notice this, you'll put something up on Instagram, and then within seconds, there's people liking it. And then when you click on them, go, I wonder where they are. And you go, Oh, they're in Norway. Yeah, America. America. I've I've got actually quite a few people that that like my posts that live in America. Yes. It's insane. Well, that's what I'm saying. And this is is what I'm saying. We're, We're at a time where Technology allows creators to be able to do so much more. And, and look, from the technology in the cameras mm-hmm. that we've got now where we've been able to do. And look, I I just thought there's a few things that I thought on my new camera were gimmicky things that, yeah, okay, they've, got, they've done this, but who cares? Mm. To the point where I've actually found they're really helpful creative tools. One mm. of the things is is the flip screen. <laughs> Seriously, it's been a game changer for a shorty like me. I'm not even joking. Well, I've been able to take these kind of overhead shots of things mm. where previously I'd put the camera up and I'd be stretching on my tippy toes and I'd be shooting and I'd be randomly rotating oh, yeah, this weird angle. That yeah, you and, do and, oh, try it's and not right. It's not you, right. You cut their feet off or their five, heads. Or... Five, five or six, you know, shots, and you still haven't yeah. actually got it correctly framed. I can actually take. Pictures at eye height now. <laughs> well, the great thing about the flip screen, you can flip it out. Mm. You angle it to so you can see it. Yeah. And be able to then know which way to move the camera to get mm. the framing correct. 
Mm-hmm. And then on my screen, I can just touch the screen and it will then just take the image. Now you're just showing off with your equipment, aren't you? That's touch, yeah, touch <laughs> Technology shutter. Is touch shutter, fantastic. And that's then, insane. But there's things, there's things that I didn't think mm. I would use. And I'll mm. tell you another example. So, so I used it and, and you recently went to this same exhibition that I went to and you went, I think, a couple of days before me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To one at Goma, which is an uh, exhibition of motorcycles. yeah. And I saw Terry's pictures, and well, I, <laughs> I gave so I, I, many I got, people FOMO. <laughs> so many got FOMO. I got I got so excited because one of the bikes that Terry had taken a picture of, I actually own that bike. I actually have owned it mm. for all my adult life. I know I, many many friends that would be very excited to see you riding, and you know, just <laughs> wherever they are on that bike. So so it was kind of like ah, oh, I have to go along and see this, and really cool. Anyway, mm. so. My usual style of photography is I always like to try and capture something that someone else hasn't seen. So photograph a little bit different. You know, there was a, there was an exhibit there where I took a picture of world speed record bikes. So everyone would take it on the side, but I turned around the side and I took a sideways shot of it. So it got kind of a looking straight, so it's coming straight at you. Mm. So it was a different perspective and that was great mm. but then I, I seen some other bikes and I thought oh I like the detail on the seat and everything mm. I loved and the speedo and all these dials and stuff mm. on these bikes and I thought but when you shoot them down at normal height you don't really see the dials no. you, you can't see what's on them so so they needed to be shot overhead yeah so I'm basically you know, reaching up and, and using those techniques and being able to shoot yeah. them so it was great but then I used that same technique using those same tools within the camera so I was doing some shooting in the city. A lot of people do street photography and people would have heard of the shoot from the hip. Mm-hmm. So basically to kind of be less conspicuous, mm. you hold the camera down at hip height and you press the shutter and you just hope what you're looking at is in the frame mm. and you take the shot so it's not so in your face. Mm. So the great thing about the flip screen and touch shutter is that you can then have the camera at hip height. You can have have it so it looks like you're messing around with settings on the camera. You're not even looking at the people, what they're doing in front mm. of you. You you can move the camera to get the framing correct. And then when you're ready, just hit, hit the shutter or hit the, the back of the screen and take the shot. Mm. To me, like that's – it's such a creative – it's a game changer. Like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's another tool yeah. that allows you to create images. Yeah that you couldn't do previously or yeah. you could but you might take so many shots yeah and not get it right and yeah. and the problem with street photography when you're doing that style of street photography is sometimes the thing that sparks your interest is only there for a very short period of time you got seconds you don't have a lot of time to mm. to to take 10 shots to finally get one frame where it's actually they're actually in the frame. Yeah. By the time you get them in the frame, they've walked away. Yeah. And you've missed it totally. Yeah. So that's where I think for creatives, the technology in, in some of the current cameras is just mm. opened so many doors. Yeah. To do things. And I mean you've just gone you've just upgraded your technology and your yeah. camera and, as well. And I'm finding lots of advantages by having the particular equipment that I've got with the few the, the slight changes that that I have been able to incorporate because of the advances in technology. But I have to also say, as a newer photographer coming up into the ranks now, if you were, if you're a hobbyist or if you're kind of semi-pro or you're just starting out as a pro, 
you've got a really an amazing advantage having access to such great technology. You've got access to information yes. from YouTube. You've got access to technology, editing software and the likes as well that that it just it it creates such well, the other, opportunity the, for well, yourselves. The, well, the other thing is that so many p- photographers these days you can reach out to them mm. on, online, online and there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of them will actually the digital communities. They'll, well, there's, there's fantastic digital communities yeah. and, and people will share information. So yeah. someone, will, someone will have a question on how to do something or want to do a particular technique or something and they're not sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. You can get that information and basically go off and try it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot, like I'm saying, so it's for a creative to be able to do it. And sometimes, you know, there's something you, you want to create mm-hmm. and you just can't quite work out how to do it. It's very easy to reach out to your networks. It's very easy to jump onto Google. Yep. Well, some, sometimes it, it means like you have to modify your equipment. So mm. it's something you have to do to the camera or the lens or do something. Sometimes it's like adding a, getting an extension tube or something mm. or, Reversing the lens is a technique where you can do the extreme macro shots where if you take a telephoto lens and you reverse it on the camera, mm-hmm. it turns it into this incredible, you know, people take pictures of snowflakes mm. with it and you can buy an adapter for some cameras where the front element, like it screws onto the front element but then it will connect to your camera and you can turn the lens into this amazing macro. See, now that's why you're the techie and I'm because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know this stuff. Yeah. Well, if you, go, if you Google, like I said, there's people who have taken amazing snowflake mm. pictures and quite often that's a technique that people have used. Yeah, yeah. They've used a reverse telephoto lens yeah. as a macro yeah. lens to take yeah. those images. Yeah. But again, for people out there who are wanting to create or, or find out new ways to be creative, like I'm saying, there's just so much information mm. out there. Mm. You're actually, you're surrounded by inspiration everywhere you look. You've got your social media platforms. You've got, you know, your billboards and your magazine articles. There's so much out there that yep. you have access to that is, it's, you know, a lot of times it's free. Yes. So it's free. When, it's free when, learning. It's free inspiration. It's it's free connections. It's free communities. Yeah. There's so much value with the technology that we've been given. So being being a self-taught photographer, I mean, I, I did have a bit of a leg up because my dad was a photographer, so obviously I've, <laughs> I've you know, picked his brains all the time, spent a lot of time in the dark room with him, asking him lots of questions, why do you do this, why do you do that, what's this mm. going to do, how is that going to affect mm. it? Mm. But then the other thing which I did is um, I subscribed to all the photography magazines. Yes. So I spent, I couldn't even tell you how much I spent. Oh, I've seen the piles that you've still got here. Yeah, that's just a small, <laughs> in the office I bought a heap of them from home because I've got them all. Mm. Kind of, you know, you just can't throw them out. They just, mm. But, you know, they're from way, way back. So you'd buy, you'd wait for the monthly photography magazine and they'd be in there, there'd be a tutorial on doing something or there'd be a hack to do something to mm. make a, to do something with your enlarger so you could do something different. So basically you used to that's how you used to be find these things out. Yeah. And not everyone obviously had access to do that. But I mean now if you've got an internet connection and a de- and a device that can actually <laughs> connect to the internet. Yeah. The amount of stuff for mm. for creators out there is phenomenal. Mm. It's just like it's it's mind-boggling yeah. the amount of yeah. information and resources. Yeah, and I have to say the acceleration for learning is 
for myself when I really understood how to Google effectively to get what I was after, how to search for things on keywords and reach out to communities, read forums, find all of those networks. Yes. It was just insane. Like I did did study at university for, for quite a few years and I worked in a, in a photographic studio, but I have to say the learning that I got from YouTube, from Google, from communities, from mentors is just been, it's been insane. That's right. And that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people have got, you know, Mm. I mean, photography is one of those one of those crafts that you actually never never stop learning. Yeah, you keep learning because because the technology is changing. Yeah, so it gives us new opportunities to create things that we couldn't create previously. And That's I mean, right. one of the things I love as a street photographer with the new technology is the you know in body stabilization on some of the cameras. Mm. You can shoot at incredibly low shutter speeds now, handheld, mm-hmm. without introducing camera shake. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to shoot sometimes in areas where it's in, and sometimes in cityscapes, yeah, in in crowded areas where this thing events happening, yeah. Tripods are frowned upon, yeah. And quite often, security will actually if you yeah. try and set a tripod up, they'll kick you out because they're saying it's a trip hazard, someone's going to fall over it, yeah. Or they're worried that someone's going to pick it up and use it as a weapon to hit someone. And monopods are the same thing; you can't use those as much yep. either. So, yep. so sometimes those things are you know in d- at different events. Mm. A band, so you you with your camera, and now, like I said, with some of the capabilities of the cameras being able to shoot extremely low shutter speeds, mm. that you can now shoot those low shutter speeds and mm. still get image create mm. images that you couldn't create before. That's thank goodness. Me. I tell you what, they're lifesavers when it comes to wedding photography in low light or receptions. Yes, you know. Well, well it, it allows you to to do some things like I said, where previously you would struggle to get an yeah. image, but now yeah. you. I mean, look, it's always been if you've got the right set of parameters, pretty much in any lighting situation, you you can get a great image mm. if if you can leave the shutter open long enough. Mm. to expose enough light mm. in those low light. And, yeah. and typically the the limiting factor is trying to keep the camera still so that it's all sharp. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, you can't kind of you can't kind of just grab the tripod and quickly throw it on and take the shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it opens up possibilities now to say, you know, on a on a dance floor at a wedding where you've got guests watching on and the bride and groom you know, you could shoot that at a really low shutter speed, so you so because people aren't moving, like sitting at tables and that mm. type of stuff, where the couple are moving and have that deliberate introduced blur, so they're slightly blurry, which gives them a yeah. kind of a magical, yeah, magical feel. Yeah. So it allows you, and then be able to still get a correct kind of exposure. Yeah. So I mean, I was experimenting the other day with something where I, I. I stopped somewhere to take a picture of a sunset and as I put the camera down, I accidentally pressed the shutter and there was a piece of, oh, I suppose it was like, it was concrete but it was made to look like timber. Yeah, yeah. And then we, as I like I swung the camera down, my fingers hit the shutter and, of course, the camera's moved. Mm. But it created this really nice pattern. Like, yeah. Like, it was like it was like water flowing. Put that in the texture folder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, that's really cool. So sometimes, like I said, deliberate introduced blur mm. can be a really creative mm. thing to do. Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, so, and, and like I said, what, what's made that, I suppose, more available to do in some of the cameras, like I said, is that you can have 
parts of the camera will will control the the movement of mm-hmm. your hands of the camera. Yeah. But the subject moving in front, obviously, that's going to be blurred. Yeah. Which is why I said, if that's what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, again, it's it's it's, it's that we live in this, I think, golden age. And it's funny how because some people think back to the old days of film, like the older photographers, thinking that was the golden age. <laughs> Seriously, it wasn't. It was really just... Have a think about photo montage <laughs> as an example. If you think about that, how we would create something that's a composite image yes. with multiple images these days, it would not be cutting and pasting negatives or photographs together and creating an image. We actually can do it digitally and we yes. can do it more effectively. We can do it more technically there's so much that we have access to software wise that can can it blows our creativity away and yes. think, even think about the the actual physical platforms that we're using so the ways that we're actually editing these days you know people are using tablets and and those crazy pens where you can draw on the tablets yes, and they're pinching yeah. and pulling with yes. their fingers instead of using the mouse which is Amazing for people like myself who are suffering from RSI. Yes. I just wish my brain would work so I could use one of those tablets. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got the, you know, I've got one of those tablets with the Apple Pencil. Mm. And I do find it quite great because you can basically go in and, you know, if you're trying to lighten an area up, Mm. you can just brush in, you know, the exposure, like bring bring that detail out. Yeah. And you've got very good control over it. So it's a bit like much easier I think than using a mouse sometimes yeah um, yeah because you can just do the little little detail parts very yeah fin- a lot of finesse I love watching those um the time-lapse videos on YouTube of people editing yes. so you know the the model into a pizza have you seen that one it's quite no I haven't <laughs> seen that one it's quite funny it was many years ago where people were were kind of taking the mickey out of airbrushing and how far it had actually gone and they were turning pizzas into models or vice versa. So they were showing how how extreme and yes. they were over-exaggerating, of course. Over-exaggerating the technology yeah. and, how, <laughs> and, how, and how it could be used, basically. But I think actually, you know, for, for anyone growing up now that is just starting out, you've got a massive advantage because the access to information and knowledge is just, it's it's beyond anyone could ever imagine. I think... It, I think for creatives today is that your level of creativity can climb the steps mm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Back in back when I started photography, you try all these different techniques, and there's a lot of things that would hold you back mm. because you know the, the the gear or whatever, and you'd want to create something, but you'd have to wait for something else to come yeah. out before you could do it. Now, like I said, with the all the stuff available to people, is it's basically. You know, you're limit. You're just limited by your imagination. Mm. You know what? Mm. How far you can take things. That's absolutely correct. I'm actually a little bit. You know, th- there will be a day where I become redundant because those coming after me have surpassed me. But I'm quite excited for that as well because I'm learning off a generation that's actually a little bit younger than myself, and their enthusiasm and their excitement is is really contagious. Yes, it it is. And look, I think it pushes it pushes people to be. More creative too, I think. Yeah, and resilient as well. So it, yeah, it's it's really encouraging. And I think today, like for creatives, the way to stand out is is you have to be kind of pushing the envelope. Mm. If you want to stand out, the worst thing someone can say to you is, "Oh, that's a nice picture." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? People say that to me <laughs> on the weekly. 
that's nice. That's nice. Like what you've done there. Nice, nice, te- Tez. <laughs> it happens a bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what do you want people to say? That's amazing. Yeah. Like that, that's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. That, that pizza looks amazing. <laughs> Tasted pretty good too, actually. <laughs> what, was her, what was her name? <laughs> Margarita. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, but like I said, no, we've been talking about how it's an exciting time to be a creative and like I said, with the just the palette of tools and mm. the opportunities and I mean, I look forward to just where, where it's all going, like, you know, it's, it's, there's like no end in sight for photography and what you'll be able to do. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And, I think it's just, it's almost just only beginning. And I think the exciting thing is like we've, I mean, we've seen it with CGI in, in movies where, you know, they can, they can pretty much shoot a movie in a basement of a building. I mean, <laughs> Wearing a stocking covered in balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And then they just CGI all this stuff in. And to me like that, for someone who wants to get super creative, mm. and but that technology is coming down to levels where people, you know, the average person can access it. Yeah. Or access those techniques. And there's like the software is getting cheaper and cheaper to be able to do those mm. some of those high-end movie type techniques mm. are becoming more and more just commonplace. Mm. So Absolutely. That's, that's what, and that's, what, I suppose, what we're alluding to in this episode yeah. is just so many good opportunities around to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Terry, as always, always great chatting. Yeah, thank you. So hopefully you'll get out there and start creating some amazing stuff and just look around what's around there. And and just enjoy it. And embrace it. Yeah. Embrace, <laughs> embrace all that technology. Here, yeah. Right? Chat soon. See ya. See ya, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.